Thank you, Brother Baxter. Good evening, friends. This is a grand privilege to be here tonight in Edmonton after having a great revival here two years ago. It's always been my heart's desire to get back to my lovely friends of Edmonton. I appreciate your letters since I have been gone and all that you have done in praying for me and the success of God's work. And we thought it would be very nice tonight if we could stop over and share the blessings of God with you for this one night. We could stay longer. I have to hurry right home. I have to leave at 3 o'clock in the morning to be going. So hurry right back again to another service. And it's been a constant growth since we have left here, and the Lord has been good to us to help us minister to His people. I'm thankful for this bunch of ministers here on the platform tonight and many others of the groups that represented here. You all are very dear to me. You're God's children. I've always known this, and I found this in my life of ministry, because you if you want to serve God, serve His people. That's how you serve. If we love one another, if we love God. And I love His people, and I'm doing all that I know how to try to represent our Lord Jesus Christ to Him in a way of His divine mercy and powers that He has given to the church in this last day. Now, I was very much uh, carried away with Brother Baxter's talk tonight. That's the first time you know, since he's been managing the meeting that I've ever sat on the platform and heard him speak. The first time in the years that I've known Mr. Baxter, about five years. It's always the meaning that I'm out praying, getting ready, seeking God, and uh, praying and fasting before meetings. That's usually a procedure. I never get into the meetings until that time to come out in and the anointing of the Holy Spirit and allow him to pray into the church. And I certainly like the way he presented that, and that's the way that I've always tried to represent it to the people that many magazines and so forth have represented me as a divine healer and so forth. But things that's wrong. I'm your brother. I know that I'm healer. I'm just one of you. If you will let me, then God be blessed to bring me into your soul. There's many men here sitting here by me that's probably preaching the gospel when I was a baby. And I feel very humble to be standing here tonight before uh, ministers who are aged and preach the word so long, he paved the road and made it easy for me to come. What if they happen to preach that I need before this is manifested? Then so I'd have a, an awful road to go. But by their help and what they have stood for, I want to come in confirmation of what they preach. And I'm very grateful to those brothers. Thinking of sometimes when life is all over, and the last prayer is said here on earth, and the Bible's closed, and you come down to the end of the room, and you into those drawers up there, and I just wonder when that great supper is set the last supper. Down along the line for the thousands of miles, we'll sit across the table from each other. I tell you, that's a real glorious time, isn't it? We look across the table to one of those three old veterans who fought to win the prize and sailed through bloody seas. I guess we'll shake each other's hands and no doubt a little tear drop down her cheeks if the scene will come out and wipe the tears from her eyes and say, don't cry, it's all over now, we're home. And that's what I look forward to, saying. So that day, I tried under opposition, of course, many times, to represent Jesus Christ as a healer. 
Well, I'm just being misunderstood. People call me the healer, but I couldn't heal the one, and neither is anyone on earth to heal anyone. Healing only ladies in Jesus' name. Here recently, I was reading an article in the paper to see, and that's what causes many people, no doubt this fundamentalist and so forth, suddenly the night, they brought up our names and the English church in the letters of Baptist. But here's many times, here's what causes them to criticize on the full gospel people. An article was written in the paper here, now on wrote to a man that said, The Lord gave me the gift of divine healing. So he come down the room and pick me up and cut me up before he's thrown and set me down. He said, Son, he said, I'm giving you the gift of divine healing. Quickly, that's wrong. There is no such a thing as the gift of divine healing. There's no such a thing in the scripture. And he said, I'm giving you power to open blind eyes, to unstop deaf ears, to cast out demons, to make the blind to see the deaf and hear the lame to walk, and return back to earth and so forth and do this. Now, I'm not here to say that God didn't do that. And God can do what he wants to do. I, I can tell him what to do. But if he did that, he certainly has got his word in his step. <laughs> and he certainly take it away from Jesus Christ when he gave it to the man. Uh, if, if you bought me a suit of clothes and the purchasing price of that suit of clothes was $50 and you gave me $50, it's not yours anymore. It's mine. And if you gave me power to open blinded eyes to unstop their fears, it doesn't belong in Calvary anymore. It belongs to me. I do it. Now, that might be all right. God might have said he did that. Now, the thing I want to see it be, I want to see it work. And I'll believe it when it works. But God, in his scripture, we try to stay strictly with the Bible. And that's the only foundation that I know of, friends, is that is God's word. And as long as it's based upon God's word, then God will be behind it and confirm his word. And as far as divine healing, as soon as the boy can, of course, the, the spirit of discernment to understand. Many of them didn't know what it was. The boy come in, I seen him come out to Mr. Baxter, the boy's going to die right away. God doesn't help him in his cancer. And he went down and talked to the boy. He came back and said, that's exactly right. <laughs> See, that's knowing things. That's different. That doesn't heal people. As many of us have been in the meeting this week at Grand Prairie, you see students and so forth, which is revealed and told to people, why that cannot be hid. That's true. That's a divine gift. But healing is in Calvary. It's your faith there. Now, a gift of healing doesn't mean that man heals somebody. It means a man has got faith in divine healing that can point them to the finished work of Jesus Christ at Calvary. How many have been saved in the last 10 years? Let's see your hand. Been saved in the last 10 years. I, I don't want to give him with me, but he wasn't saved in the last 10 years. You were saved 1,900 years ago, and you accepted him in the last 10 years. Is that right? That's right. You were, you were saved 1,900 years ago when Jesus Christ uh, paid the price for the sins of the world. Is that right at Calvary? And he was wounded for our transgressions with his stripes. We were healed. 1900 years ago. Therefore, every person in this building tonight that's sick has been healed since 1900 years ago when Jesus died. Therefore, God did everything that He could do for the human race who did it in Jesus Christ. You believe that? Now, the only thing that a divine gift can do is to stir your faith to that. Ministers preach the gospel, which is just as good as anything else could be done, better. 
if a person can just take God at his word and see the work finished there at Calvary and accept it in their own life, that settles it right there. That's, that's all, all is necessary. Then God in his goodness after that has sent gifts besides that into the church to manifest his love and his promises to his people. See what I mean? But every individual must look to Calvary. That's where it comes from is Calvary. Now, it's just like this. God put the blood of Jesus Christ in a deposit box at Calvary to heal all manner of sickness and diseases and give every believer a checkbook with his name signed on the bottom of it. The only thing you have to do is throw out the check and send it in for any redemptive blessings that Jesus Christ died for. you believe that? Don't be afraid. If John B. Rocky fellow would offer me a check tonight to build a new church for a million dollars, I wouldn't be afraid to fill it out. No, sir, because I believe John B. Rockefeller is worth it. And if Jesus Christ offered me a check tonight that for my sickness that he healed me at Calvary, I'm not afraid to fill it out and hand it in there. Go testifying that God has healed me. No matter what the result is, I believe Jesus told the truth. That, that's where it comes from. It's what you believe, your attitude toward Jesus. Look at St. Mark um, 11, 24. Jesus said, Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive it. That's the order of the word now. Believe now you receive it, it shall be given unto you. Is that right? You shall have whatever you've asked for if you believe it. Well, now, the, if Jesus paid for it there, why well, I believe it, I accept it, believe it, and go testifying. God has brought the... How many believe that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself? That all the great powers that the Father had was given... All the powers of the Father... But when he met Satan, watch where he brought it to you. For the weakest Christian here tonight, he never used any of his divine gifts. When Satan comes in and said, If thou be the Son of God, command these stones to be made bread, Jesus said, It is written, the Word of God. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone. Again he was tested, and Jesus said, It is written. The third time he was tested, and Jesus said, It is written. Is that right? Right to the Word of God, showing that the Weakest Christian can defeat Satan by it is written. If you believe the Word of God teaches it, believe it, accept it, hang on to it, God will bring it to pass. Don't you believe that? It is written. Now remember this, that I make this quotation, that the Word of God will defeat Satan anywhere, anytime, any place, on any condition. The Word of God alone, it is written, will defeat Satan no matter who he is, what form he comes in, where he's at, it'll defeat Satan. Now, that is true. The written word of God. Now, and, uh, and now here's another statement I want you to remember. And you, you especially hear this so sick, that he hear these cancer cases and so forth tonight. Look, that the right mental attitude towards any divine promise of God will bring it to pass. Can you understand what I mean? The right mental attitude towards any divine promise of God will bring it to pass. If you will take the right mental attitude towards anything God has promised, God's under obligation to see that you get it. That's right. Because he's promised it. Now, many times people misunderstand the meetings. And, and since I've seen you, there's been many, many things that's happened, as you probably kept up with it through the newspapers and so forth. By the way, did you read the, writer, the Reader's Digest this month on the article uh, It was in there about my services in California? And they had it 
straight. I told the man when he come down and said that I didn't ask nothing, but told the boy what was wrong with it. And the, with the medical help, if they'd be careful, the boy would get over that, and he did. The boy died later, but not with the disease. So a nurse would let a window up and get a draft across him, and the child taken pneumonia and died, but not with the disease. See? Now, when God is under obligation to his word, now here's what takes place, friends. Now, in the coming meeting in June, if God willing, I'd like to come and first come so we'll have plenty of time. Our meetings have always been too rushed, and across the nations we found it so. I guess since we've been here, uh, by God's grace, and his, we've led to Christ right in our own means around 350,000 souls to Christ in, in the past five or six years. In one day alone, in South Africa, 30,000 raw heathens came to Jesus Christ in one single meeting in one day. 30,000 raw heathens, when they see the manifestation of the Spirit of God given for the or the witch doctors and everything else trying to find out what they could and found that they were con they were couldn't stand before it and give up and surrender themselves to God and was thirty thousand one day received Jesus Christ breaking their idols, washing their face from Mohammedanism and so forth, and become Christians in one day. After seeing a man walk on his hands and feet like a dog, I said, Of course I can't heal the man. No one knows that. I mean everyone knows that that I can't heal the man. But now his life cannot be here. Now, I want you to understand this, the Christian thing. So I'll give you a little preview. How many here to be prayed for? Let's see your hands. Wants to be prayed for tonight. If you were in the building, just raise up your hand. I want to see your hand. Oh, my, it would be almost hopeless for you. But I'll pray for you. But I want you to notice this. How many has been in the meetings and seen the way the Holy Spirit moves and works with the people? Let's see your hands. I tells them what they've done and the reason that they can't be healed and they have to go make these things right and some things they've done in their life and so forth. You've seen it in the meeting. It, that's, it, now, people sometimes wonder, that's what makes them get a superstition of, about the ministry that the Lord has given. I just want to ask you one simple question, and then uh, you be you, you the judge yourself. Now. How many in this building believe that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever? All right. Thank you for your confidence in our Lord. Now, if he is the same yesterday, today, and forever, we'll have to have some conception of what he is and his work is in order to see who he is. Is that right? We'd have to, have to know something the way he did. Now, let's trace back just a little bit to his life and see what he did. When he was on earth, the Bible said he made himself no reputation, yet he was the creator. The man who made your false teeth, he got a reputation for doing that. But the man who made them first had no reputation. The man who made an artificial arm made himself a reputation. But the man who made your real arm made of himself no reputation. Is that right? That, he, made, he was a humble man. And here he's getting clean to be anything. Uh, within himself, he gave all praise to the Father God. Is that right? Now, we notice when his ministry started, now I just want you to watch his ministry. When his ministry started, they began to realize that there was something supernatural about the man. 
The Pharisees who further back to just got these things, they could not figure it out. He knew the people. He knew their thoughts. He knew their hearts. He knew what was going on. And they said, well, now, perhaps it's mental telepathy or psychology. And after a while, they've seen the, the miracles and things that followed his ministry. Psychology won't do. And mental telepathy won't produce. So then the only thing they could do, they couldn't figure it out, so they branded it with their own brand. It's the devil. He's the chief fortune teller of the bunch. He's the Elzebub. And they sent him away. Now notice. Now there was a man named uh, Philip who got saved, and he went to find his friend Nathaniel. And he said, Come see who I found, Jesus of Nazareth, the one that Moses spoke of. Now watch the closing. And Nathaniel, a good man, he said, Could any good thing come out of Nazareth? He said, Come see. And when he was coming, Jesus standing in the prayer line, perhaps, praying for the sick or whatever he was doing. And when he seen Nathaniel coming up, he said, Behold an Israelite in whom there is no guile. And it astonished the Israelite, and he said, Whence knowest thou me, rabbi, reverend, elder, teacher, whatever we should call He said, Before Philip called you when you were under the tree, I saw you. Is that right? Now, Nathaniel didn't try to say, Now, he's reading my mind. He's doing He said, He's the Son of God, the King of Israel. A woman one time at the well, he said, He had need to go by uh, Samaria. And when a woman, probably a prostitute, he came out to the wells about 11 o'clock when he sent the disciples away for bread. Now watch this. He said to her, uh, bring me a drink, just a bit of conversation. She said, well, uh, it's not customary for the Jews to uh, ask Samaritans since they have no dealings. You know the story? He said, but if you knew who you were talking to, you'd ask me for a drink. And I'd give you water and you didn't come here to drink. She said, the well is deep and so forth. He said, what was he trying to do? He was hunting her spirit. And as soon as he got in that uh, dimension of where her spirit was, he said, go get your husband. Right straight to her trouble. She said, I have no husband. He said, you said, well, or you have five, and the one you have now is not your husband. She said, sir, I perceive that you're a prophet. She ran into the city and told the people to come see a man who told me all the things I ever did. Now watch what kind of a man we're talking about. Here he comes to the pool of Bethesda where great multitudes, if I'm taught right, one multitude consists of over 2,000. And if there's multitudes, there's perhaps 10,000 people laying there. Now watch St. John 5. Look at the condition of these people. They were lame, halt, blind, withered, twisted, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel came down into the pool at a certain season. Whosoever stepping in first was healed of whatsoever disease they had. And here comes Jesus now. I watch this lovely one. Do you believe he loved the people? Do you believe he was the Son of God? He was full of compassion? He loved the people with all of his heart? Sure he did. Now here he comes, full of love, suffering humanity, oh, how he loved them. Here he comes down to this pool where this great mass of people is. Now, he always had compassion upon the people. But he moves right down, and here stands an old dad, perhaps, standing there, twisted with arthritis, saying, Somebody help me in the pool. And our lovely Jesus passes right by him. Here stands a mother with a baby, with a waterhead, perhaps. Oh, somebody help me to get in the pool first with my darling baby. 
Jesus passes right by her. Here was a man she had to carry. He was crippled and lame. Somebody help me in the pool. He passed right by. Here was a blind man. Oh, have mercy on me. I've been blind for years. Somebody help me in the pool when the water's troubled. Thousands of them. Jesus passed right by every one of them and went over to a man that had an infirmity for thirty and eight years. Sugar diabetes or TB or something, the man could walk. He said, when I'm coming down to the pool, another steps ahead of me. Is that true? Read St. John 5 and see if it isn't. That's right. Now, nobody doubts for what St. John 5 is inside, you see. Now, he walked right by every one of those cripples, walked out of there and knew that the man had been in this condition 38 years, and he said, would you be made whole? And he healed the man that had been laying up at all this affliction uh, or this disease and walked right away from that multitude and left them poor old mothers and daddies and babies and all of them laying there, lame, heart, blind, twisted, waiting for the moving of the water. How could a loving Savior, how could a man with a heart full of compassion for the sick, how could the Son of God walk by such a massive, uh, massive humanity, twisted and lame, and we were even taught by historians that they'd stab one another trying to get in the pool first. How could a loving Savior full of love and compassion walk by such a multitude and leave them later and make one man hold it? We'll just say, for instance, he had sugar diabetes. How could he do that? The Jews just questioned him a little later. Read that on down, read the chapter. And you'll find out when they were in question about him on the Sabbath and so forth, listen what he said. St. John 5, 19 and 20. Billy, Billy, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing in himself, but what he sees the Father doing. Whatsoever the Father doeth, he showeth the Son. And these things doeth the Son also, and he'll show you greater things than the healing of this diabetic that you may marvel. Jesus plainly stated that there wasn't one thing that he did without first he saw the Father doing it. Is that right? Then he took on himself, you see, to give all credit to the Spirit, God. See? And that's the reason he passed by. Watch, he knew the man. Watch the resurrection of Lazarus. When he was kept going away and sent for him to come pray for Lazarus, he went away. The Father had showed him a vision what was going to happen. And then when he said, Our friend Lazarus, sleepeth. They said, if he sleepeth, he do as well. He said, he's dead, and for your sake, I'm glad I wasn't there. But I go wake him. Look at him at the grave. Father, I said not this because uh, thou hearest me always. He said, but I said it because Jesus stand by. God had showed him a vision what was going to happen. According to the Bible and Jesus' own words, he did not do one thing without first the Father showing him by a vision what to do. Is that right? I may believe that's true now. Read it, St. John, 19, uh, St. John 5, 19 and 20. You see, Jesus said, I can do nothing within myself but what I see the Father doing that I do also. Then if Jesus Christ, he said, the things that I do shall you do also. A little while the world sees me no more, yet you'll see me, the church, the believer, for I'll be with you even in you to the end of the world, making Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Then if his 
Spirit is with us tonight and with the church in this day, that same Spirit that was upon Jesus Christ will be doing the same thing today that it did yesterday because it's Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Is that right? The world misunderstood it. The world called it psychology. The world called it the chief of devil. But the world will always call it that. But the church knows him to be the Son of God. You see what I mean? That's the reason that people misunderstand. Theological teachings and so forth, they get their books of rules and get them out and look it over and say, this is the way it's supposed to be. This and that. But it no matter if it's what man says, it's what God says about it. And then if God confirms that to be the truth, then we believe God is truth. Is that right? The Lord bless you, Christian friends. I want to start and pray. The only way I know to do is let Brother Baxter stand up here or some of the men at this place and just line them up as they possibly can come through the line, and I'll pray for as many people as I can. I love you. There'll be people when I, if I come next June that's sitting right here won't be here then. And Mass of people here, they said the hall seat about 17 or 1800. There's probably two or 300 standing, close to 2,000 people then are in the meeting. And a group of people like this, some of the young people, perhaps may be killed in accidents. Some of them may be stricken down and killed. The older people, many of them, their days are about finished and will be gone. There's people here that I'll never see no more until I see you at the judgment seat of Christ. That's right. So when I stand there, as I did five years ago standing here, in Edmonton, I say again tonight, I'm not ashamed of my testimony because Jesus Christ has confirmed it around the world now, and they know it everywhere. That is true. Now, that because that the angel of the Lord had his picture taken, how many have seen that in the, the picture of it, too? You mean there's no one here, just about one man that's ever seen that picture that was taken out in the United States and set in Washington, D.C. tonight, the only supernatural being they claim was ever photographed in all the world, and they have a copyrighted up there? you never seen it. Well, that was in a discussion at uh, Houston, Texas, when it was taken. Now, we get back to June and June. Now to you sick people. Buddy, my brother, you're sitting there dying with cancer, and many others here in the building suffering likewise, heart trouble and so forth. I ask you this tonight, as your brother who loves you, and realizing that my life may be taken way before any of you, I don't know. Only God knows. But here, if you will believe this, I say this with my Bible, and here's how, how much I believe. I believe this with all my heart, knowing that I'm talking to the purchase of the blood of Christ. God sent me into the world to pray for the sick people. As he sent other men to preach the gospel and so forth, I was sent to pray for sick people as the angel of the Lord spoken. I don't have to, you don't have to question that no more. That's confirmed the man among as many as 10 million people tonight. And that's the truth. Kings, potentates, monarchs, congressmen. How many heard the healing of Congressman Upshaw in the United States? 66 years in England. Made perfectly whole. I just stand there in the vision, saw what's taking place, and he was healed and made perfectly whole. Now, if you believe tonight, I'll step down here and pray for you. And when you come to me, it isn't my prayer, friends. That, that isn't it. See, what I'm trying to get you to do when you come to me is believe that Jesus healed you and he sent us to pray for you that you might get well. 
And how many people in this building tonight that was healed in the meeting when I was here before that still healed tonight? Let's see your hands. How many in here was healed in the meeting? Look at here. Just look over the building. 30, 40, 50 hands from that meeting. From every ten of you that's five years ago. Young men, in five years tonight, would you like to be raising your hand? Saying you was the one with you at that time? Look, I want to say something to you. There's some lepers set at the gate one time. It's Samaria. When it was besieged by the Syrians. They said, Why do we sit here till we die? They were starving to death, he's eating one another's children in in the city. They said if we sit here we die. If we go in the city we die. So if the only hope that we have is go down to the Samaritans, if they save us, we live. But if they kill us, we die. Well, if we go die anyhow, kill us, take a chance on going down. You know the story. And they never only saved themselves, but God rewarded them with that faith until they saved the whole city of Samaria. Now, you're sitting in the same place that they sit. Many of you along here in this crippled and fictions laying on these cops and things here. You're in the same place. You're not expected to go to the camp of the enemy, but you're invited to the home of your father tonight to come and believe with a Christ, the bloody atonement laying there before the Father tonight to make good your confession in him. Jesus sets at the right hand of God to make intercessions upon your confession. You've got to accept it, believe it, and confess it so to make it an act of faith. If you do that, if you, the doctor's done all he can do, Everything else has done all they can do. You too, sister. And you too, young man. You. You. All that can be done is already done. There's nothing can be done any out in medical aid. Well, if they've done all they can do, then there's only one hope left for you. And that's in Jesus Christ. Take it. Believe it. Hold on to it. Say, God, if others can, I can too. And you're my God as soon as you were there. And my brother, you look like a healthy man tonight. And God, my judge, of the people that I've seen our Father heal, so far beyond you, you'd look like an, an athlete aside of some of them that's been healed. How many seen a picture of Florence Nightingale? It was down in London, England, when she only weighed about 37 pounds. She couldn't even move her hand or nothing. Cancer on the durum of the stomach. While standing there praying for her, a little dove flew in sat down on the window, they're going to go back and forth. The cooing when I raised up, but the ministers begin to say, Did you see the dove? I said, I started to say, I see the dove. And the Spirit of the Lord spoke and said, Thus saith the Lord. He'll live and not die until he's 155 pounds in perfect health. Now, the God that saved Florence Nightingale, the great granddaughter of the late Florence Nightingale, the founder of the Red Cross, can save your life tonight. Can save your life tonight. Yours, yours, and many of the rest of you out there children. Believe it, will you? Ministers of God, as children of God, stand with me. This is a, I've just come in from a being away, and I, it's, I've just, there's so many here to be prayed for. I, I want to pray for everyone that I can. Brother Baxter, when I walk down to here to pray for the sick, will you uh, have the people to line up? I believe and come, let this, I'll come this way and then have the upstairs. You, you just ring. We're sorry to have to break in on the service like this, but these cars must be moved. There's quite a number of them, so listen carefully. I'm only going to repeat them once. 23F44, 56B91, 87410, 97075, 
7-O-G-5-3, 1-4-C-8-8, 3-5-K-9-O. Must be moved. Now, just how we're going to organize this with so much congestion, I don't know. But if we can have the line form over here and come down here and return to the seats. Now, that's going to mean that these folks standing along here are going to have to help us by moving, if they will. How many in the first half of this section want to be prayed for? How many in the first half of this section you want to be prayed for? Now listen, unless you believe that it's God's will to heal you and you're coming with that kind of faith, don't waste your time and don't waste Brother Branham's time and don't waste the time of other people. Because there are all kinds of people who want to be prayed for. You're coming with a firm confidence that God's going to do something for you tonight. Then come, we're happy to minister to you. But don't come and treat Brother Branham like a rabbit's foot or a four-leaf clover, something you're going to touch and get a sort of a magic shock. He's God's servant to pray for you on the basis of a solid faith in Jesus Christ. We're sorry to have to move those people awfully sorry, but if we're going to pray for the sick at all, it's going to have to be done. I wonder if we can have them move back to that man that is standing. Will you stand, sir, again? You just started to stand. Will you stand and become a sort of a signpost? Just remain now, please. If the people back to that man would move down, please. Would you mind moving out one way or the other? No, you remain there, sir, will you? No, I want you to stay there. You're my signpost. I want the people from you forward to move. All right, you people can start forming a line. Brother uh, Al, start the people forming a line from the front rows here. Now, we're going to have to have your absolute cooperation if we're going to get this done. That's right. Can we have Sarah? Would you give us a hand down there? Would you please? That's right. I'm going to Without any upset. All right, so we bow our hearts as Brother Branham prays. 
Our Heavenly Father, thinking just now of a lovely one coming down from the mountain, a father brought a boy, said, Lord, he's seriously vexed with the devil. He falls in the fire and in the water, realizing today that we would call it epilepsy. Nothing seemed to be able to do him any good. Jesus said, Do you believe? But I can, if you believe, for all things are possible to them that believe. And this music is now sweeping out the ears of the people. I'm thinking of our good friend, Paul Rader, the writer. All things are possible to them that believe. Now, here is people that's dying, Lord, realizing that before God we have to answer our deeds is done in this body. And this hurry up rest time, the hour of getting late, many as we pass through the line, may they be healed, Lord, every one. Grant just now that the angel of God may come near, and may he bless every one that's been prayed for yeah. and will be prayed for. For he said, whatever you bind on earth, I'll bind in heaven. What you loose on earth, I'll loose in heaven. Grant, Lord, that those things might be said and done tonight. And there might be a great result from this meeting. Yeah, and we'll leave it to you, Father. And seemingly there's a lovely spirit among the people ready for a revival. Then, Lord, grant this as a go-right for us as it was. We'll return back then, if it's your will, for a great revival where we can take time one by one. Pray for many hundreds and thousands of people that need here in Western Canada. Just now, may the Holy Spirit come near and respect the prayer of your servant while we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Now, as you people come by, please listen carefully for about ten seconds. As you come by and Brother Bynum prays for you, go directly to the seat that you came from. It's the only way we can keep from congestion. Come believing. Go away praising God. And then expect anything to happen. Don't be surprised at what happens. Brother Brown will just be a few moments with the first two, and then if he moves into the spirit, people will come more rapidly. Turn your faith loose now. 
Join your face together. Let's sing it Trouble that's causing him to have a nervous disorder, and he also is 
causes him to get up at night, told him about going to the bath. You live in his neighborhood, see if that isn't right now. See if that isn't right. Now, he is here. Now, Christian, there isn't a person in the building to what that would happen to. But if we take each patient like that, uh, you know how long we'd be here? About three weeks to get the people that's here to be prayed for through. Now, how many believe with all your heart that I believe better brand you told the truth and God's confirmed it? Do you believe it, man? Now, I wonder if you Christians were joined with me in prayer while this whole entire audience joins in prayer while I pray. And some of the ministers here along the line also lay your hands on the stake. The Bible says these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out death and so forth. If the Holy Spirit should stop on something or other, I'd be glad to do it. But I won't be able to get the people prayed for unless I start praying for them. And of course, it catch the person's eyes and starts right into discernment, of course, immediately as soon as the person comes up. And now, I want you to pray with me. And how many up there will pledge that you'll pray all over the building while we're praying and singing only believe? Will you pray raise your hands? And will you people along the line believe if we just ask God, God will do it. Do you believe it? Raise up your hands if you do. All right. When you, I'm not a bother. Move right along, folks, and start a band praise for you. Go away from here and make your confession on the basis of the Word of God. What God has promised, He's doing. If Brother Branham tells you to do something, you do it. He says, go home and eat anything, you go home and eat. Don't be afraid. Do what you've been told. Jack, let's sing, I need thee. Shower all over the audience. I need thee, oh, I need thee. Every hour I need thee. Come on, with our heads bowed, our hearts in prayer, all together. I need thee, oh, I need
you listen to Brother Brown pray for a few minutes, I want you to pray with him as he prays for this people. As long as we turn our faith loose as a people tonight, that the job's going to be done. Let us all concentrate and pray. One night only. God can do an awful lot in one night. May thy spirit come upon her tonight and heal her, Father. I pray to the name of thy son, Jesus. Lord God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that you heal our sister. May she go tonight and be made whole in Jesus Christ's name. Don't doubt it. God be merciful to our brother. I ask in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you heal him and make him well. Grant your Father to Jesus Christ. Please don't sit by seriously, Christians. Don't do that. It just creates a cold spirit up here. Every down again believer on praying ground. You can pray with your eyes open, but keep your spirit after before God. Keep in prayer. The people here that have only got hours and days forward. And the concentrated prayer of a bunch of praying people tonight can change their whole future. What's how important it is. Please keep your spirits in prayer. Lord Jesus, I pray for this woman that you are here for. Grant that your blessings come upon her and she be made well through Jesus Christ's name. Look, baby, don't fear no more. Go believe in that. Brother Brown says, don't fear. He means that. Don't be afraid of the thing anymore. When you wake up tomorrow morning, pray out that fear. It tells you to be afraid of the thing that's got hold of you. I just want to say there's so many people passing through here that are suffering with mental oppression. Demon, not a possession, but oppression. Satan. I've seen a vision break before me. The young lady, she went back there and said, I few minutes ago, the things that she's kept the separating line. Don't let Satan tell you that. As long as you love God, God still loves you. There has to be a creator to create that creation in your heart to make you love God. Don't believe that. You go believing with all your heart that Christ loves you. Suffer the same thing. Lord Jesus, I pray that you make her well. May she go tonight healed in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. I just go thanking God and you'll get well, sister. Father, I pray that you'll heal our sister and make her well. As I lay hands on her in Jesus' name. Amen. Dear Lord, I pray for our sister that you heal and make her well. In the name of thy son, Jesus. Amen. God bless you, sister. Lord God, creator of heavens and earth, send thy blessings upon our sister and heal her in the name of thy son, Jesus. God bless you, sister. The Bible says these signs will follow them. St. Mary's give it all around. Lord, I pray that you will heal our sister. May she go from here tonight and be made well in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you, sister. You have been prayed for. Take your testimony to your local church. Don't hide your light under a bushel now. When your healing is manifest, you take your testimony to your church. Let the people know about it and hold it fast. God, I pray that you will heal our brother to make 
God, I pray for our sister that you will heal her through Jesus Christ's name. God, I bless our sister for her healing through Jesus Christ's name.